Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Ollie. It's been two weeks since I've seen your face for podcast recording. Yes, it has. We got so much done in the last two weeks. I mean, you've been like in schools all over South Korea teaching English. That's why we had to take the break. Esther's work schedule. And I rearranged my whole entire house to expend some anxious energy. That's always a good thing, I think. I think refreshing all of the curtains, getting all the dust and cobwebs out is always a good idea. Well, I didn't go that far. Maybe that'll be my next weekend okay. uh, nervous energy thing is actually taking down curtains. <laughs> I know you mean figuratively, but literally that also helps a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I really liked about it is that I listened to like so many podcasts that I want to talk to you about. Yay. Tell me because I've listened to many as well. So because that's what I do when I clean is listen to podcasts. So tell me. I know it's really the best for cleaning. It really um, is. I binge listened to like every single episode of this podcast called Guru. Yes. I finished it today while I was washing dishes. Oh, yay. <laughs> awesome. I was like halfway through the la- most recent episode while making my coffee before we started recording. Yes. It's so cool. It's basically like. For dear listener, if you haven't heard of it, I'd be kind of surprised because I feel like a lot it was did like a podcast feed drop on a lot, a lot of, of podcasts. Yeah, Wondery, thanks a lot. We appreciate that. <laughs> we were excited for new yeah, episodes, exactly. and it's like psych, not new episodes. It's, it's our just new podcast. Ten minute intros to Guru. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of cool and super relevant to us because I feel like so many people in our community, like the tarot community, participate in sort of the self help retreat kind yeah. of stuff. And this is like I had no idea. It's about this guru, obviously, or this self-help guru who was like on Oprah and stuff mm-hmm. who had like six people die at one of his retreats. He had three. He like went to prison. Yeah. He had three people die. Not six people. Three people. Oh. But other people were injured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking of the people that were injured. Yeah. There were, there were lots of people that were like injured and things like that. Like th- and three people like died. And there were other things that happened before where there was a suicide at a previous um, yeah. Okay. Thing. First of all, that was shocking. That was freaky to me. That was even more disturbing. I think that I know that was so, so terrifying. So one of the thi- one of the methods for the self-help thing is to draw people off in the middle of downtown San Diego in like, like grunged up clothing intentionally that doesn't fit. And they have no cell phone, their wallet, no wallets, everything. They're, they're paying thousands of dollars to be here. And they just like leave them to kind of fend for themselves for several hours to see like it's, it was like I an guess, afternoon. How homeless people live. Yeah, but I didn't quite understand the exercise because I mean I'm not saying that they should have been there for like a week, but I'm just saying it's for an afternoon so you know that there's an ending point. Like yeah, it was just very but- strange. Yeah, I think it's more like just to be like, look at this interesting thing we do rather than maybe actually helpful. But somebody who had like like some established issues with suicidality jumped out of a building. Yeah. And it was witnessed by a different person that was attending by a different member who didn't even realize it was happening and she didn't have her wallet. So it's like they couldn't even identify her once she was. Oh, my God. It was just so bananas. bananas. Yeah. And then somehow it's like not his responsibility. It's so weird. Yeah. But one of the strengths of the podcast, though, that I really, really liked was uh, when they're talking about how this of the deaths happened in like a sweat lodge situation. And they talked to an indigenous person whose practice involves sweat lodges because she attended all of the trial stuff being like, 
what the fuck, man? That's not how this is supposed to be done. And I right. thought that that was really responsible of the journalist to be yes. like, the problem isn't sweat lodges, right, you guys. Right. The problem is people who don't know what they're doing acting like they're experts. Yeah. And it's like the, the problem is of the appropriation of practices from indigenous people being misused yeah. for power hungry individuals wanting, you know, to get off on their own like power. So anyway. <laughs> well, and I think like the most, the last, the most recent episode, or I guess it is the last episode. I didn't realize it was only six parts. Um, but the episode that I'm in the middle of right now, they were just talking about um, how he like immediately started monetizing his experience of having to go to jail. Yep. Like I was just like, oh my god, the red flags that are being raised with this man. But I understand because so many of us are seekers, uh-huh. and I really like the mo- the mother of one of the women who died, like created this agreement or something called like the seek safely mm-hmm. network slash agreement. And basically it's about like truth and advertising. In some yeah. Ways. yeah. Like, like you can't say that you're an expert in something you're not an expert in because she, this mother is a like clinical psychologist slash uh social worker. Uh-huh. And she's like, they're like encouraging people to express their the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to them in group settings and then not offering any support. support. And it's just all. like, it's just such a good point. So yeah. I don't know. I think that if I were, I think that everyone should listen to this podcast. Yeah. I think it was really interesting. I think it, it really helps because it gives like really good red flags of what to listen for. And like, because like, I really enjoy like self-help aspect. I'm always reading. Yeah, always totally. To stuff. Like book recommendations. Like I'm all on it. But then you can, you do have those kind of grifter people who kind of slide in and then hide within this movement or within these things. Just like with yeah. the guy, he appeared on Oprah because he was written a he wrote like a section of this book called the secret and it's not yeah just, which like, i'm in- sure a lot of us have read because yeah. that was like the biggest self-help thing of the early 2000s yeah, and this- like it was literally everywhere yeah and it's not to say that the whole book of the secret is you know bad because he wrote a chapter or he put his thoughts in there but it's just like these people can blend in so easily and grift people yeah and make you like do things that is not healthy for you and so I think, and, be, and I think because we both love cults so much, and by love cults I mean are fascinated by cults, <laughs> not like rah rah cults. Go, let's go, join But since cult. we're yeah. both so fascinated by cults, that's like such an in- the seek safely thing was so appealing to me because yeah. I think that it, a lot of it kind of like explains how people get sucked into cults. Yeah, of just like when people present themselves as being experts and then also do those other things that we all know about cults, like the isolation stuff and all of that. Yeah. it's just like. It was, I just felt like it was such a well done podcast. I had so much fun with it. And I, it's, I listened to five episodes over the course of like four and a half hours, just yeah. one right after the other. And I just couldn't get enough of it. It was so good. <laughs> so yeah, listen to Guru, listen like to the red flags that are in there. Make sure that you're not a part of one of these groups that are making you feel emotionally vulnerable and not supporting you emotionally after the fact. And wanting yeah, you to like yeah. you know, do some like physical things that aren't good for you. So. Well, and I think about this like a lot of the a lot of times because I have a master's in higher education, and so obviously that's not counseling at all. And we would literally never even suggest that we were no. counselors, but we do a lot of like student development theory as part of our master's programs. And uh, so, like the idea of of challenging people to like kind of be vulnerable and you know like talk about things that are impacting them on a day-to-day basis is something that a lot of like counseling adjacent things Mm -hmm. encourage like higher education or whatever. But the other side of that coin is that you then have to offer real resources to help people. Yeah. Like, you can't just be like, here, tear out your guts and lay them on this table. Yeah. All right. 
Bye. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the guy in this last episode was saying. Where he was a he's a psychologist, I believe, a clinical psychologist, and he said, "Oh yeah, I haven't gone to yeah, him yet." Yeah. Well, he he was like, you know, I listened to him. I really liked him, and I was they're supporting him after he got out of jail. And then, oh yeah, that guy. And then he realized that what he was saying was like really bad for people mental, you know, for people's mental health. And he was like, "Um, I'm gonna switch teams now, and we're gonna like." I'm gonna spy on him, essentially, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, good. And call yes, him on the carpet. A sleeper agent. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so I think that was have, really like, helpful. Yeah, that's so interesting, and I think that people can like see through it sometimes. But when you're so wrapped up in the idea yeah. of like trying to pursue personal growth, and which I think like both of us mm-hmm. have spent a lot of time doing, and probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast do also, because I think that that's what draws us to tarot in some ways. Yeah. If you're somebody who really wants to explore that personal growth, it's so easy to be like, oh, this guy seems really confident about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> to just like, or I really like these things that they're saying and then just kind of like get fully engrossed. Right. Because I freaking love the idea of going on a spiritual retreat. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't done any of that since I was like a high schooler. Yeah. I love the idea of like silence and meditation and journaling and yeah. like, pushing yourself to really like explore areas that you wouldn't otherwise explore. But I think one of the things that's interesting about the seek safely thing is that the idea, like one of the red flags to look for is that there's a physical component of that retreat or the event or whatever. And there's like no indication anywhere on any of the forms you're signing or whatever about like medically what they'll do if something goes wrong. Or like (laughs) people being there medically, because like when we were listening, when I was listening to the first part of the episodes, I was like, where are like the medical standby people like for something like this? Like have yeah. one EMT or something there, you know, kind of facilitating and kind of signing off on stuff. Like what's the, what's well, the Oh my God. And Esther, we're probably talking too much about this because people really should listen to it. But the fact that he was that the like guru himself, what is his name? James, whatever. I have no idea. McDonald. Ray, McFoucault- James Ray. McFoucault. I think it's Ray. <laughs> I have <What>? no idea. <laughs> but anyway, he was full blown saying like, you should be dying. Like, yeah. and he apparently using such huge air quotes, which is great in an audio <laughs> medium, but he was apparently suggesting that that was a metaphor, not literally. Oh but, no. Like, people were yeah. actually dying. dying. <laughs> Ugh. I, I hate it. It's so just much. completely insane. I say that as you take a sip of your I know. drink. I was like, I just took a sip of tea. Oh, I'm picking the card though. So you can sip yeah, all the sip tea all, you that's need. Why, that's why I was sipping tea is because I'm like, oh, Holly's got this. She's got this. And then I got distracted. <laughs> okay. While I was moving all of my stuff upstairs, I found that I have three copies of Memento Mori. <laughs> I knew you had I two. I have three copies of the Muse Tarot, two indie, one mass market. Okay. And obviously I have like a buttload of antique anatomy because I'm Claire's uh, self-appointed archivist. Archivist, yes. I love that. (laughs) But still, I was surprised that I had so many memento mores and the Muse Tarot thing, I had kind of forgotten that I had so many copies. (laughs) Well, I knew you had two of each, but I didn't know you had a third. Yeah. I don't know how I got a third of the memento. I have no idea either. 
Did you buy one? Maybe I'll give one away. Yeah. Maybe that was why you had a third one. It was because you were going to give it away and then forgot. Yeah, that sounds like me. (laughs) Oh, no. I remember because I placed a pre-order and then Claire sent me one with the first batch that I could see it early. But because I have one name on one thing and my, like, previous name on another thing, she didn't connect that it was all for me. So she still sent out my regular order in addition to the early one that she sent me. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, and then, and the then third I got one, was one the from f- our friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so math. yeah, maybe I will do a giveaway. Yeah. Math even to three can be confusing. <laughs> All right. Our card of the day, Esther, is uh, Queen of Swords. Oh. I don't know about calm. I don't know how calm and we're cutting being, through the bullshit is good. There you go. I love it. Slicing. Cutting through the bullshit is right. Ching, spicy. Ching. Do you think of the Queen of Swords as being spicy? Um, she can be very pointed with her words. <laughs> do you do you like my half pun there? Uh, yeah, very pointed. <laughs> Good one. I love it. Thank you. That was my last joke for the evening, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Question from Katie. Lately, I've been quite in the rut. I've always struggled with a negative mindset and never feeling like I'm good enough and feeling like a poser, especially when it comes to being a musician and a witch. I've been working really hard on having a better mindset and start being confident in myself. But as I've been trying to grow my flute career, it seems like no matter what I do, I'm not seeing any growth and it's been quite discouraging. I've been trying to do spells more and none of them have been successful. And as a result, I keep sliding into such a negative mindset of not being good enough and that I'll never find success, which I then start feeling down on myself for not being positive and trusting the universe, which leads me to to believe I can't practice witchcraft because I can't even bring good energy to my practice, which makes me feel like a poser in my own craft, which brings down my mindset even more. It's quite a vicious cycle. I'm hoping the cards give me some insight with regards to my flute career and how I can possibly get out of my negative mindset. Yes. Negative mindsets are hard. Yeah, they are. Oh, especially when they come to you having a negative mindset and trying to do spell work because those like those intentions and things are kind of intrinsically connected in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that like just from like kind of a witchy advice without using the cards, maybe starting with smaller stuff would be more helpful. Like rather than trying to like manifest great success in your career, just focusing on like having a good day or whatever, like doing some sort of coffee ritual where you're like stirring in the energy of having a peaceful day. Like and sometimes that's even the way to go rather than it being like a sharp contrast. Like I have a negative mindset, so I have to always be manifesting having a positive mindset. Yeah. Maybe just focus on having a neutral mindset, like rather than assuming the worst or feeling so bad, maybe I could just not assign value to my day. Maybe I can just have a day that feels truly neutral. Yeah. And that could also be like a good way to start it out because once you can sort of train yourself to not assign value to things you're doing and, or like, I guess, what is it called when you're like, seeing everything that goes wrong as proof that you're bad, like avoiding that. Yeah. Creating like a judgment free zone almost. Yeah. And I think I've read cards for Katie before. Yeah. I think we've answered a question from her on the podcast Cast before. before too. Yeah. So, um, so I know, I believe Katie's background is similar to my background where if something doesn't go right, we automatically kind of blame ourselves 
or we we go, Mm -hmm. what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And what I found in my craft is that especially for like manifestation, like long-term like job stuff, it's like a slow burn. It's kind of like putting investments now for something that will come to fruition in the future. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like a prosperity candle that, you know, you burn for a long time and once it's done burning, you know that that's kind of like, it's like, even with my, what is it? The five day candle, seven day candles, whatever. Like I burn those for way longer because I, I snuff them out because I can't like have them like constantly burning because dogs would, you know, their butts would hit the candle and then I'd have a fire. <laughs> you need higher tables. <laughs> I know that's not like part of Korea. <laughs> Korea. So. Yeah. So it's one of those things kind of like expect the the bigger longer manifestation sort of like career things to be slow burns like don't right. expect like overnight like oh i did this one big spell and then like the next yeah. two weeks you expect something it's really like lo- right. like six months it's super longer. super yeah longer years i mean it just kind of depends but i think that also part of it is that like If you can focus on the smaller task of allowing yourself to stay neutral about your own achievement, like that being your Mm -hmm. daily goal, like every day, my goal is to not assign value to the things that I'm doing, like to not assume that things going wrong is me being a bad person or whatever. Yeah. Like maybe have that be your daily goal, because then you'll be able to focus on, you know, nose to the grindstone stuff, which will help with the manifestation of the larger goals, Mm -hmm. because obviously like, you know... You have to keep working towards something. It doesn't just happen even no matter how many manifestation spells you do. If you're not practicing the flute or going on auditions or whatever, it's not going to ultimately result in something major happening. So it's kind of like if you can give yourself a break and allow yourself that time for things to happen, then you can also simultaneously work on having like that initial reaction to the negativity that's coming so naturally be okay. I understand that that's where my brain wants to go, but I don't deserve that. And so I'm going to force myself to think, you know, well, here's two nice things about me, or here's two things that I did correctly today or whatever, to sort of like intentionally switch that mindset as it comes up. Yeah. But I think that the taking back control spread that I just reshared my, cause you know, like three days ago, I posted a spread on Instagram that I'd originally done like two years ago. And I kept thinking like, somebody needs to see this. That's why I reposted it. I like never repost my old images, but there was something that was really calling to me for that to be reposted. And I feel like it would be really relevant in this situation too, because it's about like how you're feeling and then also how it's standing in the way of your growth and how it's manifested itself in the past and moving forward from that. So that might be a helpful one to do just to like kind of break out of the negative mindset. And then we can pull a couple cards to moving forward with the flute career. Yeah. Yeah. And I also did think, I like that you mentioned like continuing to practice the flute and other things like that. Even magic can be like, okay, so my intention for this flute practice is for me to accomplish this. And like, that's you investing your magic in that moment and you making a magical moment happen and you being successful and accomplished. Like that's part of like the journey as well. So like Holly said, even focusing like on like small little daily things to kind of get you there and help support that mindset and at least get you to neutral instead of like constantly being negative. But also it's kind of, it's very much retraining your brain and kind of like rewriting that toxic script that we were given as young Christian conservative people 
to say that, oh, this goes wrong, <laughs> then this is your fault or you're, you know, sinning and things like that. Like, this is not a blessing from God. You're, you've gotten a curse from God, essentially. So. Oh, my God. I'm. Yeah. I get so enraged when I hear you talk about that because I just feel so fucking bad for all these little kids and all these little girls who are like bright spirits like you who are just raised to feel like they're fucking up and on like a cosmic level <laughs> when things go slightly wrong. Like, yeah. you're just living you're just trying your best yeah everything has like eternal consequences when you're a conservative christian kid so isn't it just so yeah yeah i guess it's kind of like there's like that tenant in a lot of sobriety programs of assuming that everyone's doing the best they can with the information that they have available to themselves yeah and it's like like i think that it's not, it's probably not just people who are raised in the community that you were raised in who have to unlearn the sort of like idea that if they do something wrong, it's sort of the perfectionism thing. Like it's, it's not just one community that teaches people that if they are, don't do something right the first time, it's like not worth doing ever again. Um, but I think that like that sort of idea, maybe also the perfectionist workbook would be really helpful for Katie. Oh like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because we both got so much out of it just from the perspective of like, it's okay to not be super great at things the first time you try it. And with music, it's like obviously going to be a different story than magic because you already know how to play the flute. But if you're new to sort of like the witchy stuff, then you're teaching yourself how to do that. And so you really need to give yourself small action steps and a huge amount of breaks when things aren't totally going the exact way that you want them to For be. For sure. Yeah. Because you're new. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We're still learning. A novice. All right. So I think that the spread, okay, the spread starts with how I'm feeling and what's in the way of my growth. So why don't we just kind of go back and forth? Okay. Rather than do it. Or do you want to each pull a card for each position? How many, how many cards are there? Five? Is it five positions? Six. Six. Let's go back and forth taking one and then the other, then the one, then the other. Cause okay. it's six. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you can do how I'm feeling. Okay. How I'm feeling. How Katie's feeling. Well, I, f- I feel like we know how Katie's feeling, but let's see if we, if the tarot knows <laughs> how Katie's feeling. And I'm using Morgan Greer tarot. Oh, yay. I'm using the wildly tarot deck. Yay. <laughs> okay. So you're feeling stuck and like you're setting up a tent. And I don't know if you're going to know the cards. I got the hanged man and the five of wands. So. Oh, I was going to guess the eight of swords. Oh, it's like a clusterfuck of feeling like you're on hold, essentially. Yeah, totally. And there's like sort of some conflicting energies within you where you're like not really sure how to deal with that feeling stuck. Yeah. Okay, so what's in the way of Katie's growth? Uh, uh, uh. No. (laughs) I got the two of swords, which is not very helpful and the 10 of swords. So what's in the way of your growth is that you're sort of like stuck in this position where you feel like you're not able to make a choice that you want to be able to make because you're just too tired to commit to anything. Like you're so tired of feeling like you're struggling that you're not able to like put one foot in front of the other and just make a decisive move Mm -hmm. in any direction because you're just really, really worn out from the whole deal. All of the thinking you're doing, all of the like concerns that you have, it's just too overwhelming and you're not able to make any movement because you're just like sort of stuck in this stasis of the two of swords. I always like the two of swords always is such like a stuck card for me too. Yeah. I know that technically it's about kind of indecision or like, you know, like thinking like in the 
being in the process of thinking about what your next move is. But for me, it's always like very, you know what you need to do. You just feel like you can't for whatever reason. Right, right. Um, so how it's manifested in Katie's past, I got the seven of cups and the five of swords. And I sometimes take the five of swords as like negative self-talk. Some people see it as like competition. And sometimes to me, competition is also that, that competition with yourself and the standards that, that you have for yourself. And that you're competing against a false idea that's in your brain about yourself. So I, that's right. why I'm taking the five of swords here, how it's manifested. And then also to like another indecision card came up, like that there's like, we had the hanged man. You had the two of swords. We have the seven of cups here as well. Yeah. There's a lot of and like, th- with this card position because of the seven of cups makes a lot of sense here for me to me as like a, uh, you never feel like you've never really felt that confident in your decision yeah. making. Like yeah. you always feel like there are all these other options, options. that you, might, that you yeah. should be considering. Yeah. Which and, isn't super fair to you. No. It's only going to lead to feeling like and you're, you're always, making the wrong decision. Right. And you're always <laughs> feeling like, oh, I chose this cup. Should I have, cho- should I have chosen a different cup? Should I have chosen this? Yeah. Or, there's a lot of regrets There's involved. too many things going on in your brain right now, essentially. Or in your yeah. past. That's how it's manifested is through negative self-talk yeah. and as well as like regretting decisions. But that shouldn't have regrets, essentially. Yeah. Or that there's like no point in regretting. Not that. I mean, you can have the regrets but there's no point in dwelling in the regrets because it's like you're you need to be facing forward rather than past right uh okay so a lesson to be learned in that um nine of wands and five of pentacles (laughs) (laughs) Katie, I get why you'd have a negative mindset. You're getting a lot of really difficult cards in this because a yeah. lesson to be learned of being like, you know, I guess the nine of the nine of wands uh, is about resiliency and kind of like coming out of a big struggle. So the lesson learned is that you are able to be resilient, but you also like have had to deal with really negative things as part of that resiliency. Mm-hmm. So now you've gone through that sort of like, deep valley of I guess exhaustion and trauma and like putting so much of yourself out there and doing too many things you've kind of gone through that yeah like low point and now you're sort of in this place where you the lessons learned is like there are times where you have to ask for help Mm -hmm. because the only way that you can kind of bounce back and be resilient is if you like sort of allow other people to be charitable towards you, not financially necessarily, but just like with themselves, like here, how can we help you through this? Mm -hmm. So the lesson learned is that you can be resilient, but maybe like, like it's just a hard place for you to get to, I guess. Yeah. I, the five of pentacles is interesting because I think it also indicates a need for vulnerability on your part where you need to be open to other people coming in and either helping or influencing or guiding or things like that, where there's like some sort of outside source that needs to come in and it requires your vulnerability to say, Hey, I need this. I'm lacking in this area. And I think part of it is you opening up to us and saying, Hey, I need this. I'm lacking in this area. But also there may be more people in your immediate, like 
area that like give you life in in that aspect yeah totally people who are a little who are more accessible on an interpersonal level maybe like we're of course we're obviously totally happy to talk and help or whatever but there are people who are like in your life who also could be reached out to yeah position number five is where to speaking of where to look to encourage healing and if let's see if a card pops up and i'll make a laugh let's see Okay, Knight of Cups and the Wheel of Fortune. So to me, the Knight of Cups in this sort of aspect means that there's a person kind of to look for. Like a a person who's joyful, who is moving forward. Like they're looking forward to the future. They're kind of rushing forward. They're a very energetic person. And they just like have this outpouring emotion of love for you unconditionally. Like that's yeah, to me totally. the Knight of Cups, and even if it feels a little bit surface level, because I think that the Knight of Cups sometimes can feel a little bit surface level, it could still be somebody that you really it's like enthusiastic like, would like to emulate. Yeah. yeah, just like an enthusiastic person whose energy you want to emulate, and that's at least a good place to look for like how they act and what they're yeah. doing, or to even like your own healing. A person who is your friend who gives you that energy and who's like always saying loving words to you, like "Oh, you're the best. You're yeah. amazing." Because when other people say these things and give you life like that, you start believing it yourself. If that makes any yeah, sense. Like totally. that's so powerful. And then of course I also pulled the wheel of fortune and like where it's just gonna, it's just the wheel of life. It's going to be ups and downs. Right. And it's going to stop eventually. So that's kind of like where to look to me. It's like where to look. It's like, it's going to chill out, you know? Well, and also like understanding kind of looking to your life to see what areas you have control over versus what areas you don't have control over Mm -hmm. could also be the wheel of fortune. Like in addition to finding somebody who builds you up, maybe also thinking about, it's kind of like breaking that negative self-talk. Like if I, get stuck in traffic. It's not because I left my house two minutes later than normal. And that makes me lazy and stupid for not getting my ass out of bed on time and blah. Like, you know, you can go down these paths, but the actual reality is that traffic will happen sometimes no matter what. And so I don't have any control over what the traffic I get stuck in. So maybe an area to look to, to encourage healing would be to reflect on the things that are making you start doing negative self-talk and figure out how much control you actually have over those things. Yeah. Because I think you'll find that in a lot of ways you don't have that much control over those things. Mm-hmm. And so if you can release that idea that you're the one who is in charge of this wheel mm-hmm. and just know that it's kind of like gonna circle without you, it's a little bit more helpful. Yeah. And then for the last position, it's first steps to take to move forward. And I got the four of wands and the seven of pentacles. Oh. And I really like that because it's like the idea of celebrating what you've been working so hard on. So in some ways, like the very first step isn't to do long-term planning. It's to be like, look at what I've already done. Right. And then that will let you sort of continue taking one step at a time. Like look at how much you've accomplished. Let people celebrate your accomplishments with you. And you know that you still have more work to do because the seven is at the beginning of the seven, eight, nine of pentacles. Yeah. So you know that you're still in the midst of it, but you can still celebrate everything that you've already put into it. Even if it's just effort related, not result related. Yeah. Like you can celebrate the effort even if you don't see results yet. I think that that's like a really huge thing for people who have like more perfectionist tendencies is Mm -hmm. that you only want to celebrate when you've accomplished something perfectly rather than like celebrating the fact that you're even doing it to begin with. Right. Yeah. 
I like that. <sighs> Katie, good luck. Yes, good luck. We love you so much. And we hope it's yeah. helpful. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, totally got this. Uh, okay, so from Francesca. Francesca says, I'm a newbie author and I've just been offered a really good opportunity. The catch, the offer comes from somebody I'm already very close with, so I can't help but wonder if the offer is genuine or if she's only giving me this incredible opportunity out of some kind of obligation. This might be my insecurity speaking, but I don't want to take any chances and potentially be embarrassed slash otherwise crushed further down the road. My own bias aside, should I accept this offer? How can I discern whether the offer is genuine or some kind of pity thing? I don't want to succumb to potential insecurity, but I also want to be realistic about where I am at this point in my career. This is some intense imposter syndrome. Yeah, so much imposter syndrome. I just have, like, the problem with capitalism and also the good thing about capitalism in this specific circumstance is that people are not offering you gigs out of pity. No. If they're offering you a gig, they think that you have something to give. Yes, definitely. Especially something like writing. Like, publishing is not known for being, like... Like, here, my friend's a really bad author. Let me give them a book to publish. That's not a thing. terrible at this. (laughs) Get involved. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So this is not a pity offer, like, like at all. Like I would offer, yeah. I would already be like offered four romance novels written based on my own fan fiction on our Patreon. Like that's that would be yeah. pity offering. <laughs> this is not pity. Well, it's just like like the there is too much drive for profit for people to ask you to write something if they think that you'll be bad at it. Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. And that's something that we all have to tell ourselves about all sorts of things. Like people don't ask us to be on a podcast or whatever because they think that we're like pitiful and they just want to give us something to do because they feel bad for (laughs) us. Like, no, because they and we don't ask people to be on the podcast because we think that they're pitiful. We ask people to be on the podcast because we think that they have something ish like interesting to contribute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing with anything. So I think that like try I think maybe like focusing on trying to break through some of that negative self-talk would be helpful. Um, there's, I don't feel like the friend would be doing it to punk you later. That's something that middle schoolers do. That's not something, something that adults with jobs that's something do. in Pride and Prejudice, not the real world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. I feel like once people's money is involved, they're not doing things as pranks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I wrong? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I understand that idea because it's hard to see yourself as somebody who has a worthwhile voice because you live in your experience. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily seem that special or unique when you're going through it. It's just like part of who you are and just like our skills are all part of who we are. And if it's something that we didn't like train and train and train and train and train and train and train to do, you can feel like you don't deserve it. But I think that at the same time, somebody is putting money on you and yeah. that makes it not a joke. And especially because your friend sees something special in you and they want to like bring that specialness out and like have you write this book is a huge thing in my opinion. So yeah, it's a yeah. very big compliment. It's not a punk. Ashton Kutcher is not going to come out later and be like, <laughs> I was punk literally you. thinking like, I feel like people doing things as jokes is so 2004. It is. Like, and then Ashton Kutcher not, married Mila Kunis or they're, you know, part life partners now. And that's I think over that with. they're married. Aren't they? I think they're married. I don't remember. Either way, they have babies now. So that that era is finished with. It's not a thing. Yeah. The magician just popped out at me while I was shuffling and thinking about the the pity offer. <laughs> like, no, 
It's because you're a badass. You have control in this situation. Exactly. It's because you can create stuff that people want to have created. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so I think that maybe... There's a two-path spread? Like, do it, not do it? Yeah. Do it or not do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll offer some, like, insight that's more than just, like... Yeah. Am I being tricked? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a joke? All right. So yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's start with, should I accept it? Okay. And we'll each pull two cards. Okay. Or one. Or three. I mean, I know you're going to pull two. Yeah. Or three. We can't <laughs> each pull you, three. How after. dare you tell me what to do, Holly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to pull 78. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 This is going to be great. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited, too. What do you have? What did you get? You first. You go first. <laughs> Rock, paper, okay, scissors. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I'll go first. I got the Empress and the Princess of Wands. Okay. The Princess of Wands is the page. Okay, and I got the King of Swords and the Fool. These are all good things. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is like a really exciting new opportunity. You have all of this like creative energy that you can put out into the world. It's something that's new, uh-huh. but I think that the princess of wands and the fool paired together is like, it's something that you're new to doing, but that you like still would be able to do a good job yeah. in when it's paired with something like the Empress and the King of Swords. Like you're a rational person. You're filled with this creativity. So if you just try this new thing, it could lead to really exciting sort of like manifestations of that. Like yeah. you can create a lot of really cool stuff. If you just like allow yourself to be trusting and to start doing something new that you haven't previously done. Yeah, totally. I concur with everything Holly said, so I shall not repeat it. Okay. So should we do not no. accepting it? <laughs> we can pull cards for it, but I can't imagine. It'll just be Part like, Part of me feels like we should, what's the, term of like waiting for the other shoe to drop or like having the rug pulled out from under them like not is that coming but what is that moment there what because that's what i feel like they're waiting for is that moment of like it's just yeah for somebody to pop out of the the closet and be like you've been punked (laughs) yeah i don't know that was just in my mind so okay so don't do it yeah i think that that could work no i think that that could work or maybe like what about just generally things to be aware of yeah or like things to be because considering through this right yeah things to consider okay i got temperance and the five of cups okay and i got the knight of rods because this is um morgan greer so there's lots of rods and then the four of wands <laughs> so many so okay So I think with the temperance being the first card, it's kind of like, and then what, sorry, you got the four of rods and I got the five of cups. So I think it's kind of like maybe the thing that you should be considering is like whether or not you can devote like enough of yourself to really like get the most out of the experience. Like, will you feel disappointed? Like, you know, do you have the time and energy to do this almost? Like, because if you do, it's going to be really great. But if you don't, then I think maybe just going into it, understanding that you're going to have to commit fully to it and you can't right. go you into can't it continuing to think that it's going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you, you can't go. like That's... let that imposter syndrome hold you back from this experience because otherwise it's going to be disappointing. What you make for what you make of it in your mind is going to manifest. Yeah, like what we were discussing yeah. with Katie. What it, what happens in your mind is already going to manifest that 
in this experience. Especially with like a five of cups and four of wands dichotomy. They seem like so directly oppositional in this situation. Like it's either you're disappointed or you feel really freaking great. Like it's the celebration of who you are and what you can accomplish. And temperance is sort of in the middle being like, you know, if you knight of wands it and move forward wholeheartedly with action and especially coming right after the page of wands and the, if you mm-hmm. do this, like if you devote yourself to this new way of doing things in this new project, then you'll be golden. You'll have this empress energy, this king of swords energy, all of this like really positive creation energy. Or you, if you don't put yourself fully in it, you could feel that five of cups sort of like level of disappointment that things didn't go the way that you thought they right. would or whatever. So it's kind of not even like, is this a joke? Is this a joke or not? You have to assume it's not a joke and fucking go for it. Like make yeah. this happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Francesca, tell us about the project. Email us. I, I know you're all about yeah. it. I want I want to book your writing because we read books. We read so many books. We <laughs> love books. books. I hit 100 last week with uh, the Ice Home series. And I just think that this was the most fun reading year so far I've ever had. That's good. I'm glad that you've released yourself from the expectation of reading serious books. No, it's like I just I like especially at the beginning of the pandemic. And then again, during my like recent lull, like mental health lull, just like I'm going to read stuff that is full blown fun for me to read. Like, I'm just not even going to, you know, whatever. Good. Good. I'm glad. It's such a comfort. But anyway, so yeah, Francesca, tell us what you're writing. This is going to be great. Yes, yes, yes. Emperor, just keep the Empress and the King of Swords in mind. You have both yeah. of that energy on your side. And the Empress is so much about creation. And the Knight of Swords is mm-hmm. so much about that, like, intellectual ability and being able to, like, focus on the task at hand. So I think you really yeah. can do this if you're... So good. If you're committed to it, if you're willing to let go of that sort of anxiety that it's all a prank (laughs) or not even a prank, I guess Francesca doesn't say a prank that it's out of pity. It's not out of pity. No, it's not a pity. No, it's not. No, you're amazing. And we love you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's time for some Patreon shout outs. No announcements other than that. We're going to continue to do the summer schedule through August. Um, it was so helpful. This was a genius idea on your part, Esther. We were able to get through like, our actual work ourselves lives. from expectations of yeah. last summer almost killed us. Like literally, Ugh. mental so health we wise was so brutal. So so brutal. Glad that we did this year. So brutal. Yeah, and also it allowed time for Esther to do things like refill a candle, which she gave a little tutorial on Patreon about, and it's just just like allowing us to live our lives in a way that last summer we got a little bit resentful and we don't want that. <laughs> no. It's more fun. It's more fun. Our podcast is any of the energy. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So Patreon shout outs. I'll pull a card from Michelle. Okay. Michelle. I shuffle. Your card, Michelle, is the eight of swords. And our other Patreon person. Ooh, this is a good card. Well, it's a court in some people. It's a bad card. It's a very, very bad card. But for Joe, oh, I was I gonna got say you haven't said her name yet. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm getting there. Okay. But for Joe, it was a I dramatic got the un- devil. unveiling. It was very dramatic unveiling. Look at that. 
Oh, nice. All right. So maybe look at areas that you should have a little bit more self-control. <laughs> or I was thinking sex, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was Either okay. one. It just go with what feels right, Joe. <laughs> exactly. I always have sex on just, just for the sake of more fun than actually. Yeah, like, exactly. That know, would be a shadow lot work. Fun. <laughs> okay. So this week we're talking about Monster Lenormand by Jess Roller, AKA Coffee with the Fool on Instagram. Um, we have a bridge size version, which is the version that's the same size as our Lenormand deck. So if you have the wildly yes. Lenormand deck, it's the same size, but she is now selling the, uh, regular one in a mini version through make playing cards. We'll get to that in a second, but so the mini monster Lenormand is a cute pocket edition for those who like to take it everywhere. This mini version is great if you're short on space and want to throw down a full grand tableau. So if you listen to any of the Lenormand episodes, the grand tableau is when you use all 36 cards in the Lenormand deck to create kind of like a year long story about your life or about a situation or whatever. So it's huge, even with only 36 cards. So a mini version would be super helpful with that. Uh, the Monster Lenormand also comes with five extra significator cards to replace gender, and they are as follows. Creature, monster, seeker, querent, and partner. So that's in addition to the masculine and feminine cards. So in a traditional Lenormand deck, it has men and man and woman. And you yes. use those in readings to indicate yourself and a partner generally. Um, and so this is a good way to, if you want to identify with creature, monster, seeker, or querent, you can do that. And then you can use partner instead of any of those, instead of masculine or feminine, whatever. So it's like a very cool, innovative way to have it be a little bit more gender neutral. <laughs> I'm still thinking partner because in our Wiley Tarot deck, we try to, <laughs> to seriously think of a different word for partner for, for like partner. half an hour. And we're like, what about partner? We're like, oh, wait, dang it. We already used that word. <laughs> I know. I can't. Every single time I see the partner card, I laugh because of that. Let me find it because I have the Wildly Lenormand deck right in front of us. And we, were, okay. we seriously kept saying partner as a synonym. So we had spouse associate and person and we wanted something not spousey instead of person person was the last one that we added because yeah. we were like spouse okay so partner yeah partner we'll do partner no partner, shit, partner. the actual card no. itself <laughs> okay but what about like you know in a non-romantic way like when you're a partner with somebody on like a project oh partner there it is again <laughs> I know. Kept, it was ridiculous we we're just trying to find a replacement for spouse that wasn't At partner one point, I suggested just the cowboy hat because that's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> just like boots and spurs. The emoji. Exactly. What if we just said P-A-R-D-N-E-R? -E like partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so Jess found a way around that <laughs> really effectively. Ah, that's amazing. And they're all so cute. So the deck comes to you just shrink wrapped only. There's no other packaging. There's no book or box. And that's partially because she did the real, I think it's such a good idea. If you're a creator who can't handle or who doesn't want to deal with the actual fulfillment of decks and like having uh -huh. to keep a stock on hand to sell to, through the make playing cards studio or whatever marketplace, yeah. whatever they call it. Uh-huh. Cause then it's print on demand. People can print it themselves and then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's also another edition that's in the bridge size, which is the size that we have. 
that's black with white line drawings. And that's called the new moon edition. And that is so cute. So the actual deck itself is like white with just black line drawings. And so the alternative or the inverse is the new moon edition, which I think is so adorable. So you can find it on makeplayingcards.com marketplace. It's super, super small. The uh, standard one, the mini monster Lenormand is one and three quarters inches by 2.5 inches. So that's like this sticker. Yeah. Esther, who can see that. Yeah. They're yeah, like yeah. little guys. Um, and yeah, there's no book or no box to keep the cost down. That's nice. The construct variations is that it's only monsters. So in addition to having those sort of genderless uh, people options, there's no humans at all. It's just solely monsters. Yes. It's like cuddly looking like stuffed animals that have been loved on for years and years and years sort of monsters. Yeah, yeah. And they all have like snaggly teeth and they're just like so So freaking cute. cute. Uh, um, there, so there's not any human representation, but I do think right. that it's worth like really driving home how cool it is that there's like, a, like sort of intrinsically the ability to not be stuck in a gender binary or, yes. you know, cis hetero relationship structure because of all those additional human identifying cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really cool and important. I love it. Especially cause like in my deck i have one for my partner but i also have one for holly because yeah. we work together so often so that's really nice and handy to have those extra cards because like if something's going on with holly i can just have that card for her and be like blah, 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 and read, yeah exactly you know, with it, that involved it makes yeah. it so much easier and also it's not even like you could do this for because there are five additionals if you wanted mm-hmm. creature to be your little sister and monster to be you know i don't i wanted to say mom but that sounds so insulting your mother-in-law <laughs> I mean, nobody's a monster. (laughs) Yeah. I, but it's like, you could be the seeker and then you can have the monster, the creature, the partner all be in there, leave the masculine card in there to represent, you know, the patriarchy or whatever, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. (laughs) There's just so much flexibility and it's so cool that you have that, that, that option. Um, the, uh, Colors used, it's all white and black. I love line drawing decks so much. So this is like a big plus for me. I've had to get used to them, but I like this. It's not um, It's not like overly complicated drawings where you get confused easily. It's very simple. It's very cute. You know, you don't, you don't, your eyes aren't trying to focus on like four different areas at the same time. It's very straightforward. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of Lenormand in general is that there's so much less room for like over complication. Yeah. Cause it's just such a straightforward divination method. Yep. Uh, level of readings it's appropriate for. I think that this was like maybe the second Lenormand deck I ever bought. I think so. I think it is. It, that isn't to say like, I think that anyone at any level could read with it. It isn't to say that it's like going to be a soft reader. I don't think any yeah. Lenormand decks are really like soft. All of them are going to give it to you super straight. Yeah. Um, and super pointy. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be very straightforward with you. It's not like tarot where it's like, it gives you little paddings and cushions. Lenormand's like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. We're done. Sort yeah. Of yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do think Sorry, I do think it that it's like easy enough. They don't have variations of the card titles, so it's something that somebody yeah, who's really isn't. new to Lenormand could totally pick up. Right, exactly. Everything's very clear cut, straightforward. In yeah. Titles. I want to hear about your favorite card. 
Okay, I have six favorite cards, maybe? Okay. I like Bear because it's a cute panda. Okay, I know. Panda? Yeah. It's such a monster. With a unicorn horn. It's so cute. And Bear is so cute. It's like a little stuffy we... animal. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I feel like the non-monsters all look like stuffed animals that have been well-loved. Yeah. Yes. And I really love Fox because there's some octopus tentacles coming out trying to pet the fox the fox is like what's going the fox? i what's love going love the so intero cute. bang above its head there you have like a the yes. little exclamation question mark combo above yes. its head like why are these tentacles trying to pet me? Me? exactly it's here? like ah. exactly so it's really really super cute i love it and i like the querent card i have the querent card for myself in this deck because she has a cool unicorn horn and she's just beautiful. Like, look at her body. I know. That's she's just her, a little but, round know. baby. But for me, she's a her because she's me. So Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no reason that you would call it feminine other than that she is you. She's me. Exactly. In this deck. Yes. And the resemblance is uncanny. Those big, beautiful Thank eyes. <laughs> yes. And the, and the my unicorn horn is like. Yeah. Hidden, so. Oh, yeah. Esther's still anonymous. You've only ever seen illustrations of her. You don't know this about her, but she fully has a unicorn horn. <laughs> My dream since I was seven. I also really like anchor because I just love the fact that the octopus is dragging this anchor along with it. That's one of my favorites too. I I love all of the tentacles. It is so funny. I love it so much. And then coffin with all the tentacles coming out of the coffin or from around the coffin. I just think that's really super cute. Like these just just hang out for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last favorite is fish because all the little fish are like ugly fucking fish and I love them so much. I, I love all them. the snaggle teeth. I mean, come yes, on. They're so perfect. I know. So they're not perfect. ugly because so, of the snaggle teeth, but they do look not. like very lumpy very loved fish. So Yeah. So those are my favorite cards. They're so cute. So I share the love of the anchor with you. I also really love the writer because it's a monster on the back of a narwhal. (laughs) But the monster who is the writer, which is supposed to be kind of like an action oriented card, is like horrified. Like its mouth is open and has an exclamation (laughs) point over its head. It's like, (laughs) like kind of freaked out, which is super fun because I do think that like in some ways that can be sort of the energy of the writer card is like, yeah. Time to get moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something's exactly. coming. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I also really love the garden for similar reasons to the reason you love the coffin, which is that there's tentacles like inexplicably in this garden. There's a <laughs> yes. fountain in the garden with tentacles coming out of it, uh, which makes it a little bit monstrous, but it still sort of maintains that sort of like peacefulness of the garden, which I really like. Um, the moon is cute because I just always love moons, but there's yeah, a the ton moons. of, uh, constellations in the background and it's just such a good combination of the moon and the constellations. And the moon so is cute. a monster. It has its little teeth. The teeps. moon is such a cute little monster. Look at those teeth. Ah, he's so cute. So cute. And then finally, I really like the partner card. We kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I have the partner card for Nathan. So if I'm reading for him, I just use that. Um, and it's just really cute. It's like two little monsters who are conjoined and they're both just kind of staring at the sky together. It's like sort of a peaceful, loving partner card. And I, I just like that sort of energy that it's not like, 
like they're one and the same almost. So it's not uh-huh. like a sexual thing. It's just kind of yeah. like a, this is my partner thing. And I still can't yeah. come up with a synonym for that stupid fucking word. <laughs> anyway, those are my favorites. Did you oh. have any WTF cards? Uh, no, I kind of thought Lily. And then I looked at Lily one more time and there was teeth because Lily, I was like, why is Lily so pretty? Lily's too pretty. And then I saw there was like teeny tiny teeth on Lily. So <laughs> just to make it, I need slightly more just threatening to make and slightly monstrous. A little more threatening than a normal Lily. So, but that was my only, I was like, why is Lily so pretty? The whole rest of the tech is like monstery and Lily's not like, a monster. I didn't include this in one of my favorites, but I do fucking love it. And maybe I should have is the house with that. The door oh, yes. is a gaping <laughs> Ma. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. It's so good. It's just so it's cute. So it's so funny. It is. Uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't have any WTF cards either, but let's pull two cards representing our relationship with the deck. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's ah. both get like partner and queerant. <laughs> yeah. Let me take a picture of this so that I don't forget what I said my favorites were. Oh, that's fine. Did I lose you? I think I Let's lost Holly. Holly, come back. Oh, baby, you can blame all on me. I was wrong, and I just can't live without you, Holly. Oh, there baby, you are. Baby, come back. I was just going to Instagram uh, you video can chat you. You all on me. <laughs> I was wrong, and I just can't live without Okay. I wasn't expecting a serenade. That's the best way to come back to video chat forever. I, know. I was I was like, where did Holly go? And because I was because I, I said I got fish and garden and which is really great because fish is, of course, like the card of prosperity and like just lots of good things coming to you, like especially like money things and then Ooh. garden, which is like the the card of meetings and gossipy stuff. So it's like good gossipy stuff. It's like <laughs> chatting with all your best friends in good meeting ways. So yeah. this deck is going to be really good for like work stuff and like getting my money. And I got Tower and Crossroads. Okay. And Tower is not scary in Lenormand. It's like about authority, not about destruction. So I think that that's a really yeah. important distinction if you're not like a Lenormand person. And Crossroads are kind of, as you'd expect, about decision-making. So I think that this deck would be good for me to use when I'm trying to make decisions that involve people in authority in my life. Like, yeah. kind of, like, steps forward uh, with, like, work stuff or boss stuff or project stuff or anything where I'm, like, working within an institution and need to make some decisions. Yeah. Which I think is great and super I helpful. Like it. Yeah. I can get down with that. All right, Monster Lenormand, I'm here for you. Uh, okay, and that is the show. Two weeks from now, next week we're going to do a re-release of, I think, probably our second tarot episode, or tarot, yes. like learning tarot episode. Uh, and then two weeks from now, we are going to talk about Orion's tarot, and then hopefully by then, Esther's most upcoming shipment of all the decks that have been sent to my house, right behind me, over my left shoulder, uh, we'll be, and then we'll have a ton of additional options to in two from. weeks. It's also going to be Esther's birthday. So oh my God. don't forget. <laughs> I'm like mid yawn. No, I know. Don't worry. <laughs> oh no. Shit we, happening. We've been counting down for Leo season forever. I feel like. So. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Two weeks. We are recording the day after your birthday and, uh, Hopefully your gift will be there by then. But we'll see. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> 
Last time I was like so confident that it would be to you quickly. And then it still took like what, three weeks? I th- and I think it's better now. It's been much better. Cause I just got yeah. my, I got my Jamie Sawyer like stuff in like two weeks, I think. In okay. A week. And it was like slow shipping. So okay. like, okay. like the pay. So, so hopefully three to five indeterminate units of time will actually be three to five indeterminate units of time. We'll, we'll <laughs> light candles for Hermes when it starts. It's during. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> All right, so that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form with which to submit questions. Also, tell your friends about us and write and review us. Holly, we're at 100 reviews. I know, I saw that. We got two super, super sweet reviews this week. It's the best. That's so amazing. I, you can tell I'm losing my voice because it's, I've been teaching so much. It's like my voice is squeaky. Yeah, well, that's okay. You're allowed to be yeah. as squeaky as you want to. It's fine. So it helps us grow. And we really appreciate when you write those reviews because for some reason on iTunes, some podcasts that have not updated in a long time are still ahead of us. No idea why they've not <laughs> yeah. updated in like oh, years. Oh, if you search tarot podcast, yeah, it's like this yeah. podcast hasn't released anything since 2017. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they really, really help us. So we really appreciate it when you do write and review us. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And we also have a Discord server if you're anti-Facebook that is linked notes. in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, why are you pointing? Because <laughs> that was the show notes, like on YouTube videos. They're like, look down below. Link below. Subscribe. <laughs> you know, one thing that makes me laugh so hard is little kids who've totally adopted that like oh, yeah. framework of talking. Like one of my cousins has a daughter named Harper and she's always having her mom fill her like film her like I'm going to use the slip and slide. Hi everybody. I'm Harper and we're going to go on the slip and slide today and it's just like this cadence <laughs> that all these kids are learning that makes me laugh From so YouTube. hard. That's so funny. It's so cute. <laughs> And we have merch on Redbubble. So if you want our face, if you want what we've said, the stupid stuff, shit that we've said, which is a yeah. lot. On yeah. mugs, on t-shirts, on ball caps, on cell phone cases, on a pillow. You can buy it in our Redbubble store. You can buy our stupid cartoon faces, as somebody referred to them, <laughs> on a pillow if you want. <laughs> Mostly, we want that. So that's yes, why we, we do that. want That's why I was in the store. It's because we Exactly. Want <laughs> uh, and remember, go forth and tear a wild this week we love we you love so you much. so much <laughs> was that totally <laughs> harmonized i think maybe a little bit harmonized 